one of the most important things that I buy that is super dirt cheap earplugs. Um, <laughs> I've uh, told you before on the podcast a couple times I've had to basically rebuild my ability to fall asleep. And uh, a couple years ago, started using earplugs. Amazing! And this podcast is not sponsored by any earplugs, nor will this be a podcast about sleep today. But uh, the principle is, with some preteen daughters, I am putting those earplugs in to prep myself to sleep good, even in the midst of them having a sleepover. Um, before I had adjusted to having earplugs in my ear, I remember, I remember one morning that was storming and lightning flashed across the sky, lit up our room, but I couldn't hear anything. And I kind of freaked out for a moment. I was like, oh, my earplugs. Now, here's the idea. This is what the podcast is about today. How to be proactive even when you're uncertain. Uh, too many people are caught off guard. And so what we want to do for the next few episodes is talk about being proactive, even when you're uncertain, as you build a community. That's the theme we're on right now. And uh, today, too many people are caught off guard. I don't want to be caught off guard with a potential bad night's sleep. It's so important to me to wake up feeling refreshed and amazing. And I'm able to do that most mornings. And there's a number of reasons. It's a trifecta. It's nutrition, it's exercise, but sleep. Oh, yes. So those earplugs help me not be caught off guard if something unexpected uh, happens or is loud. And uh, yeah, I know what some of you are thinking, but what if somebody broke into your house? Um, I'm kind of counting on my three daughters and my wife at that point. (laughs) Um, But hey, I'm comfortable playing those odds. You got to sleep good. Here's what a lot of people don't realize when they're moving the mission forward and they're trying to build a community. Uh, if you are going to m- advance the team, if you're going to build a relational group that you care about, if you want to move your family forward, whatever it is, two realities you can count on. Number one, you can't have any certainty of how successful or not things will be. It's kind of hard for me to say those words right now for a lot of reasons. Uh, One of them, I will tell you about sometime in the future, just not ready to talk about it yet. But I would say that in 2008, um, really as Sight Shift was birthed, my certainty in mission was obliterated. You can do all the right things, but it doesn't mean you're going to have the success you want. Uh, And I was able to see that through my own experience and then have to rebuild. And I've told that story in different ways many times on the podcast. And recently, just an experience where I realized you don't have certainty in community either. And it's crazy to me that what we're talking about, you know, I sketched these words out a year ago. Um, And maybe it's about nine months ago. And no, it was a year ago. Sorry for the loss of focus there for a second. It was about a year ago. And now I'm, I'm sharing them with you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I knew that there was no certainty in mission and I knew there was no certainty in community. The only certainty is your identity, but I, but I found it in a fresh way. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you the story sometime, but you just can't have certainty with how your nights might go, right? To use the earplug thing, building your team, family, or going after your mission involves unknowns. They might burn the house down cooking popcorn. This actually happened. A sleepover. One of the girls that my daughters had over um, seriously like left the popcorn frying in the popcorn or in the microwave and it was disgusting. The smell was awful. We had to run downstairs. Panicked state. Smoke has filled the bottom floor. There might be a truth or dare game that breaks out right when you're in a deep sleep. 
And so you just don't know. And those are fun examples, but there's also deep, intense examples. Uh, rejection, betrayal, um, you know, all the time, it seems like when you've got a situation where two founders are together and they're each own 50%, uh, that seems to almost never go well. There are exceptions. I know there's exceptions to everything, uh, whether it's family, whether it's relationships, work, all of that. We know this uh, rationally, but we still don't prepare for it rationally. We know community can fail. How do we prepare for it? Well, here's the thing. Just because you have clarity in what you should do in your mission doesn't mean you'll be certain in your mission. Okay, we've talked about that before. It's normal to feel uncertain uh, while you move forward. But what a lot of people don't understand, in mission, you can move forward with clarity, even though you don't feel certainty. You can also, with community, still communicate with clarity, even while feeling uncertain about what's going to happen. And the reality is people follow passion and the depths of your passion will be blocked if you're waiting for certainty. I can't communicate the next move that we need to make as a company until I know everybody's with me. Well, you know what? You just aren't going to know that for sure. You can't have that kind of certainty. So go with clarity anyway. Leadership happens in a context of a changing landscape with a massive amount of variables. In other words, there are no certainties of results. So you can't have certainty of how successful things will or will not be in community. Number two, you can have certainty that people will react according to their fear and temperament. So you can just know this. Um, if I came into a leadership meeting and, and said to the team with SightShift, we're changing the focus, and I just announced it, that would be an epic fail. Temperaments and fears would kick in. And obviously, I'm thinking of if you had a larger team here of people, close friends that helped me make it happen, there's, there's a deep trust there. It would be different. But if you were to walk into any kind of space and just announce something, temperaments and fears kick into high gear, even from the most loyal of supporters, depending on the kind of day they're having and where they're at. Um, we actually made a change to the focus of site shift a couple of well, it's about a year and nine months, something like that now. And, but I had one-on-one -on -one conversations with people first. See, when presenting change, you want to understand the weight of the problem has to sink in with others before you present the solution. So you've got to share the full ramifications of staying the same. So if you are going to share something with a community to help them understand something or to move it forward, the weight of the problem needs to sink in. Then you can share that solution. The other thing is we don't think through how people hear the news. Uh, eight years ago, I was taught uh, Myers-Briggs uh, assessment to change. Now, I, I was familiar with Myers-Briggs before, but I'd never heard it applied to change. And this is fascinating at a relational, family, organizational level, whatever. Uh, so if you don't know Myers-Briggs, it's one of the most tested and studied personality temperament tools that exists uh, based on Carl Jung's work and really fascinating. A lot of insight into why, not to why you do, but into what you do. Um, and so I'm at this place, it's a small business school in Austin, Texas and called the Wizard Academy and has nothing to do with Harry Potter, I promise. Uh, it's a really, really dope, cool place. And one of their board members was doing a presentation on the assessment to change with Myers-Briggs. And so 
as he went through this, he explained, it's crazy how when you share new direction, there's the guardians and the guardians want to guard the past. And there's the visionaries. Visionaries want to charge into the future. The action types want movement and the relationals just want to get along. This is very oversimplified, but so helpful. The reason it's so helpful is because you want to know that when you go to make change, you can be certain that people will react according to their temperaments and fears. So go first to the guardians. They will guard the future they feel is threatened from you, the visionary. So you got to win them over. And the relational types will be upset if you don't win them over because they'll see the conflict that's building. And then the action types will get frustrated because everything's shut down and frozen. Most leaders sabotage themselves and get upset by the opposition of the guardian. And then they're drawn to the action types. We just need to make the change. Yeah, and they get hyped up. Go to the guardian first. Share the vision. Then ask the action types to join you. The relational type is happy that everyone is getting along and will jump on board. It comes down to just a simple idea. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You will never execute everything I'm laying out perfectly. You'll never anticipate all the reactions and concerns. But any opposition you receive can be turned into an opportunity if you're constantly encouraging people and connecting their bigger concerns or connecting their concerns to the bigger vision. See, again, and I've said this a few times on the podcast, when people don't hear from you, they will fill in the blank with negativity. Those blank spaces where they're not hearing from you, they'll fill it in according to their fears. And I caused a lot of unnecessary pain in my 20s to my family and my friends not knowing the above. So, yeah, you want to take your journey, but you want to learn this. You do not have certainty of how things are going to go in your community. You just don't know. But you can know people will react according to their fears and temperaments. Now, I want to give you some practical tips on having tough conversations because if you can grab a hold of some of these ideas, you're going to be better in the moment. And that's what I want to help you do. I want to help you be great in the moment when the situation demands it. So you can use the guardian visionary activist relational to prepare. But what you want to do is also just learn some key ideas that are going to be a part of you. So these are things that I remind myself of. Uh, Now, if I've got to have a tough conversation with somebody, if I've got to move something forward, if I've got to share with the guardian why we've got to make this change, what makes it tough is you don't know how it's going to turn out, right? It's uncertainty. It's what I've been saying. But this is the place where growth happens. And I know it's not going to be easy, but remember, you're not defined by how people respond to what you need to communicate. And this moment could be incredible that you're going to have with them, even if it's gone on too long and you've waited too long. But it's time. So when you have that conversation, what do you do? Well, I remember CPR. It's from the Crucial Conversations book. Great book if you haven't read it. Content, Pattern, Relationships, CPR. Uh, In tough conversations, I want to draw people's attention to, hey, when this exchange happened, the content of this exchange bothered me. Second level, it's become a pattern now. And if it stays a pattern, third level, the relationship has to change. You can read more about it in the book, but it's a, just a helpful little mental model I grab a hold of. Maybe I need to share my motive. Uh, again, because of insecurity, those blank spaces can be filled with negative negativity. So this is why I'm talking to you about this, or this is why I want you to get this. Sharing the motive helps relax people. And, and to consider what they're hearing and feeling. What's their truth as you share it? 
Practice being direct. Say it in front of the mirror before you say it to them if you need to so that you don't go around the issue so many times it makes it painful. Hey, and also, no BS, hype, or buttering people up. Stop making a sandwich. You know, that old advice that was like, encourage, then bring up the tough issue, then encourage. People feel and smell that coming, and it stinks. Just give them the truth. Give them encouragement if there's encouragement to give. After you say it, be willing to sit still and blink. Give them space to consider and even revisit the conversation later after some time. Don't pressure them to resolve it with you right there in that moment. And as a general principle, I always try to, everything I do with people, uh, I always say it this way, I want to eat with them, encourage, help them feel accountable in a healthy way to the vision of where we're headed and train them. Just encouraging people, challenging them to grow and training them. And in every conversation, if you do that, you'll find that you're able to use conversations to move people forward and help them grow. Uh, Lots more I could say about having tough conversations and what it means to grow in the moment. But for now, at least you've got some of these to hold on to. Use the visionary guardian relational activist model if you need to make some changes. You can be certain that people are going to react according to fear and temperament when you make changes and you move the organization or the team or the people forward. And it's going to be okay. You're going to make it. We'll keep learning. We'll keep growing. Let's engage to be proactive, even when it's uncertain, and not be caught off guard when people respond a certain way. Those responses are going to happen. Be prepared to have the tough conversation anyway. Thanks for being here. Have an awesome one. Peace.